welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. The banking industry is uh, notorious for its stringent regulations, which can make introducing a change a slow and painful process sometimes. Yet despite the tight controls that regulators place on banks, they have to find a way to be agile and change the tide if they're to survive. Uh, I'm Matt Chapman, and I'm here today with uh, Lawrence Smith, um, who's the, uh, the Managing Director of HR with a specific focus on talent and learning for uh, DBS Bank out of Singapore. Hi, Lawrence. Good morning, Matt. Thanks for having me on the show. No, it's great to have you on board. Lawrence is an, uh, a longtime HR friend uh, who I've followed uh, through a number of different roles. And I think you know, being with uh, DBS Bank in, in Singapore, I understand it's about 21,000 employees, $9 billion business, uh, running the talent and learning strategy. Um, very keen to hear more about your role and most importantly, um, how you're preparing banking leaders for the digital age, which is our topic for today. Okay, I look forward to sharing the story. We've uh, had some lessons learned, and we'll hopefully hear back from some of your other readers about uh, some things they've done as well. Good. So, Lawrence, take us through your background. Uh, you've worked in quite a number of countries, and the thing that I think that's really interesting about you is you've worked for, you know, this is your second local company now, or it might even be your third. Right. Um, so, yes, I've spent about uh, 16 years in Asia, uh, six of them in Seoul and six in Tokyo, and now uh, I guess about four here in Singapore. Um, and that's been with a number of companies, um, GE Capital in Tokyo and, uh, interestingly, uh, LG Electronics in Seoul, uh, which was a fascinating time, uh, and now nearly two years with DBS. Um, as well as uh, a few years earlier with McKinsey in uh, in Boston. But, you know, there, there's really, as I look back at my career, there's three themes that have been absolutely consistent in, in any role. And this really came from a sort of teenage interest uh, that I picked up, uh, probably from my father, who was in similar roles. And one was a focus on, you know, uh, leadership learning and change and how both individuals, companies and countries learn, change and evolve over time and how you see waves of change or, or patterns repeat. And if you see the patterns, you can take advantage of them. And I'm always stunned by how many companies don't seem to see the patterns. Um, that's one. The second was uh, a deep and profound interest in, in Asia, from the, the philosophy and the religion and the martial arts, obviously, to the, the business and economy. Um, and the third was how what in those days was called strategic IT and today is increasingly social media and apps and Web 2.0, um, is how enabling technologies can help companies get faster, smarter, quicker, and obviously be more adaptive and uh, change accordingly. Uh, so those are really the themes that are consistent across the uh, the different and, and you know, wonderful opportunities I've been lucky to have, I must say. So I'm keen to pick the third one, actually. I think we could talk about all three of those. But recently uh, you wrote an article on... DBS uh, developing future ready digital leaders. Can you tell us a bit more about that article and, I, and what you were getting at? Sure. Um, it's actually a very short article, written quite quickly. Um, but what we were, what was driving the initiative behind that was a key strategic agenda for the bank. Um, and there's two aspects to that. One is how do we grow an emerging market, specifically China, 
India and Indonesia, where acquisitions are challenging for regulatory reasons and organic growth is, is non-realistic when your local competitors have six, ten, or 30,000 branches. Um, so the only way we can grow there is, is digital. Um, so we need to quickly build that capability, not just online banking, but value propositions that are significantly different from incumbents and competitors. The second parallel um, driver is the radical disruption of banking as a whole uh, across the world. Um, I mean, Ravi Menon, the managing director of MAS, you know, has talked about it in his speech uh, quite recently. Um, and I think, you know, his opening um, comment was, you know, the geeks shall inherit the earth. And what he means by that is, you know, there's radical disruption of the banking industry. It's being turned on its head. Um, our CEO, Piyush Gupta, talks about, you know, this being a moment in time where a number of banks, you know, may not survive and make the transition. And, you know, I was recently at Next Bank Asia conference, and, you know, they were talking about, you know, fintechs potentially taking away 30% of banks' current streams of revenue by 2020. So you're looking at an industry that could potentially lose a third of its revenue in the next five years and is being disrupted by radical innovation. And typically, if you look at industries that face this type of radical innovation, it's very rarely the incumbents that survive. Um, you know, Pusch is adamant that will not just survive, but thrive. And that's really why we've been doing a huge amount of work on digital mindset recently. So what have been some of the, the, the biggest challenges at DBS um, in introducing or at least push? I can't really say introducing, it's, it's, it's there already, but at least pushing the um, envelope on, on digitalization. Um, so, I mean, there's obviously two themes to that. One is digitizing the, the, the existing bank, um, and one is building the new digital bank, which is a large initiative we have. But underneath both of those, and I guess this is the main challenge, is the need to you know, create what we simplistically call a, a digital mindset, and that's, you know, future, you know, sensing leaders that can um, have the openness of mind to perceive the opportunity and threat offered by digital, to grab that opportunity um, and to actually create the solutions uh, that get us to market quicker than our competitors. And, you know, that requires a very agile mindset. It requires, you know, use of uh, human-centered design and experimentation and both a very different way of thinking and a very different way of leading than I think, you know, banks are traditionally used to. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and, and when I was reading your article, something I was, I was quite fascinated by was these hackathons um, that DBS um, gets involved in um, to, to sort of promote innovation. Tell us about those. Are they an external initiative or is that focused on internal employees? No, that was something we came up with. And um, I, I'd love to hear from some of your other listeners that have other examples, because uh, as far as we can tell, it, it's pretty much the first time uh, anybody's done this. Um, not hackathons themselves, but doing it this way um, with our talent. So the real driver behind it was how do you build that digital mindset? It's not really something you can teach in a classroom. And you can um, you know, tell people about digital um, and they'll get it intellectually, but that's unlikely to lead to behavior change. So you know, it quickly became apparent to me that we need to do something that's deeply experiential, that gave them the knowledge 
of how fast the world is changing, other industries being disrupted, the phenomenal uh, wealth of new products and solutions being created in, in the fintech space and other industries, but also um, the emotional um, impetus to, to do something about it and to be able to respond to that. Because if you think about, you know, there's either complacency about the threat or there's fear of the unknown um, or there's the, um, the uncertainty of what to do about it. So we actually created a, we, we did the first pilot last October and to be frank, you know, we had no idea if this would work and this was a brainchild of, uh, you know, myself and our chief innovation officer, Neil Cross working in conjunction. I must say the whole strategy over the last uh, nine months has been a great partnership between HR and innovation uh, with support from uh, many other parts of the bank. And have many of these ideas made their way into the business? Yes. Um, so let me give you a couple of examples. Um, I'll give you a quick oversight of what we did and how we did it, uh, and then some of the things that have resulted. So the pile of back in October, we took 30 of our VP um, talents, so hypos um, here in Singapore, uh, put them through a two-day masterclass on, on you know, literally how fast the digital world is changing. And then on the Tuesday evening, brought in two senior business leaders, each of whom sponsor a business challenge. And, you know, we split the VPs into six teams, three teams against each challenge. And you could see them sitting there listening to senior leaders and thinking about the challenge. You could see the gears whirring in their mind. Um, and, you know, them start to think, OK, yes, we can do this. And then we said, um, no, no, ladies and gentlemen, you, you don't understand. Um, we're not just asking you to solve this theoretically on paper. You now have 72 hours to build a working app that actually does this for the customers. Uh, at which stage their faces look somewhat shocked because these are people from every department and every function in the bank, uh, none of whom had any idea how to build an app. Um, we then introduced um, six startup companies um, and partnered up the startups with the VPs and provided lots of beer and lots of pizza um, and had them go off and get to know each other and start brainstorming about the solution. Uh, the Wednesday, they uh, went through a whole um, series of human-centered design and uh, lean uh, startup methodologies using a whole series of uh, experimentation and literally walking out on the street and testing their ideas with real customers um, and getting direct feedback. Um, and over Thursday and Friday, actually built the working app, some teams working through the night on Thursday, again, with a lot of Red Bull and beer and pizza. Um, so not really, you know, very common in a bank. Um, banks sometimes hire startups to do hackathons but we're not aware of others actually mixing the internal talents with the startups. So out of that um, you know, pilot, and, and we really didn't know it would work, but it actually worked tremendously well, um, we got six prototypes, uh, six apps, uh, one of whom uh, which has since been built and is now part of our startup, um, our launch, sorry, of our digital bank strategy in India, um, and is looking like it's going to be tremendously successful. Um, we then went on, did three more, um, uh, bigger hackathons, both in Hong Kong and here. Uh, the last one with 150 people uh, involving 20 different startups uh, with Pusha himself, the CEO, Neil Cross, the head of innovation, um, the group head of HR, Yan Hong, uh, and one of the biggest venture capitalists in Singapore uh, as the judges. So over the whole series, we've built 50 prototypes. Um, two have already gone into production, uh, another eight are under review uh, and may get built as well. Now, 
for us, the ROI was the digital mindset. And I'll talk about the ROI on that in a moment. But the fact that we actually got working um, uh, prototypes, which we can take in production, uh, it, frankly, delighted us. It, it surprised us a little. Um, I'm told the industry has a sort of one in 20 hit rate for building um, apps from hackathons. We seem to have got a hit rate that's several times better than that. Um, and it's now become a service we provide you know, on demand to different business units, uh, either to solve problems or to come up with innovations. And, and that's really been quite dramatic and it's really shifted our thinking um, on digital in a big way. So how many of these hackathons have you had to date, Lawrence? So um, four, the original pilot in Singapore, uh, then we did a big one in Hong Kong, uh, another big one here, and then what we called the Megathon, which was uh, um, about 85 of our senior vice presidents and executive directors and uh, 20 different startup companies. And we did that over in the uh, incubator space at uh, Block 79. So that was uh, a phenomenal event. Um, so we've got about 250 of our um, most senior hypos thus far. And let's just digress for a moment. I mean, obviously, headquartered mm. in Singapore. Uh, how do you find currently Singapore as a location for innovation around digitalization? So um, a year and a half ago, um, I wouldn't have had much of an answer to this question. But in the last year, especially as we've been doing this, I, I found that there's an incredibly vibrant um, startup scene in Singapore, especially in the fintech space. And again, you know, Ravi Menon of MAS, his recent speech talks about, you know, building a smarter financial center here um, and specifically how the government is going about stimulating uh, fintech startups in the space. So, you know, the good news is for us, when we want to do these hackathons, there's lots of great startups to partner with. Um, you know, the challenging news for banks in this part of the world as well is I think, you know, Singapore is becoming a bit of a hotbed of, of fintech innovation. And there's a lot of exciting stuff happening. Yeah, that's a very, very encouraging trend. Now you talked about ROI. Uh, tell us, tell us more mm. how you've how you've measured that. Sure. Um, so two things. I mean, the pleasant surprise was that we actually created viable products that have gone to market, um, and they're just hitting the market. So we don't have figures on those yet. But that in itself is a big win. I mean, one of those will pay for the whole um, uh, program. Um, but the real focus was that digital mindset of our highest potential, most senior leaders that are you know, leading the growth of the business. And, you know, that has had phenomenal impact. Um, it's probably been one of the best, uh, you know, highest impact programs I've been involved with in my career. And, you know, some of the ways the leaders have talked about it is that, you know, one of them said, you know, he, he never realized that he'd been thinking analog until he realized what digital really was. Um, and another of them delightfully put it that, you know, once you've seen color TV, you can never go back to black and white TV. And what they meant by that is, you know, they really had no idea of, you know, how much data was out there, um, just freely available out there about them as individuals, about us as a bank, about our competitors, about our customers, and the amazing ability of some startups to mash up and bring all of this together into, into disruptive products and innovations and to look at the lessons from different industries and how that can be applied to banking. 
So, you know, we've frankly been delighted uh, with the impact. Uh, and we're now sort of, uh, you know, planning, you know, Digital Mindset 2.0, if you like, and what we're going to be doing over the next 12, 18 months to really drive this. Um, I must say there's also, you know, our innovation group have really taken on this agenda in a big, big way and are doing a lot of great work um, partnering with uh, incubators. Uh, we've um, identified and funded a number of startups and incubators here in Hong Kong. Um, they've got a great program going uh, in conjunction with HR called Sparkies, which is where people get uh, time to go and uh, join uh, the innovative startups or to go and work on innovation uh, projects. Um, we also have opportunities for you know senior leaders and hypos to work on mentoring startups because again there's great benefit for the startups they find tremendous synergy in having time with you know senior bankers and, and senior corporate people and working that through and in fact we've had multiple startups and you know they get a small fee for participating but multiple startups attend multiple hackathons um, and for them it's been all about the the, the shared learning it, it's been really quite impressive. And these startups that have been taking part, have they all been in the uh, financial services space or it's been all different sorts of companies and industries? It's, it's been all different. I mean, we specifically didn't want to um, focus just on fintech startups, else you tend to get what you know whatever they're already working on pushed into the solution of the challenge you're giving them. So in fact, for the first couple of hackathons, we, we specifically avoided fintech startups. We really want to get that fresh perspective on it. And, you know, I think most of our business units have now put challenges in black hackathons because, you know, it's real business leaders sponsoring real challenges. And we actually charge them money to sponsor the challenges, which we then use as prizes for the startups. But, you know, we've also had HR sponsor a challenge. We've had um, the DBS Foundation sponsor a social enterprise challenge, which has uh, led to an app uh, which is being built which is really, uh, if you like, a, a mashup of Airbnb and Uber um, to connect uh, share givers with volunteer drivers uh, across Singapore to help those with, um, uh, you know, sick um, uh, family members um, and lack of transportation to get to hospital more easily um, and also remember appointments, medication and things like that. So it's, it's amazing the, the innovative stuff that these um, hackathons come up with. What I find fascinating in this day and age is how, you know, traditionally within the banking sector, uh, you know, banks would have thought a particular way, the people within the banking sector would have thought a different, particular way, but now just how much inspiration we are taking from different companies outside of um, the, the sector that we're in. Mm. I think, you know, we have no choice. I think the world around us is changing so fast. I think the expectations of our customers, of you know um, how they want to live life is is changing. Um, I mean, one of the mantras um, you know we have inside the bank is you know less banking, more living. Um, and Piyush has described you know our objective around our digital bank initiatives of you know making the bank disappear, so giving people greater you know financial independence and control of their future, but you know having to deal less explicitly with the bank because more of what they need is, is just there in the right place at the right time for them. And, you know, I think we have to match the, you know, this industry has to match the expectations that, you know, consumers are getting from other industries. And I, I think we've been incredibly, as an industry, very slow to respond. 
And I, I think it's exciting to see some you know, pockets of innovation starting to happen within banks themselves. So I'll finish on this note, uh, given your mm. talent focus. How is this trend impacting the sort of people you're bringing into the bank? Sure. Um, I mean, two ways. One, um, you know, in parallel to this uh, digital mindset initiative, we have a big values um, evolution, uh, a particular focus on innovation within that as well. So we've explicitly building into the type of people we look for, assess, interview, and hire, um, alignment with those values, especially around uh, innovation and, and decisiveness and collaboration, which is critical for uh, the digital world. Um, I think the other thing as well is just we're increasingly sourcing um, online and digitally. I mean, we make phenomenal use now of, of social media for hiring. Um, and whilst our main source of new hires is still employee recommendation, uh, which is a nice thing, of course, in this industry, as you know, um, I think you know increasingly we're looking through social media to find people, um, and they need to be there. Uh, so I think, you know, that's a, a bit of self-selection on, on the digital side as well, I think. And that was Lawrence Smith, the Managing Director of HR with DBS, talking about preparing banking leaders for the digital age. Matt, thank you very much indeed. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.